You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at Home and Abroad, and we've been featuring some of the movies that are coming over to the Toronto Irish Film Festival, which is running from March 1st to 3rd at the TIFF Lightbox the- uh, Cinema Theatre in Toronto. And uh, in, on Sunday, March 3rd, the Irish Shorts Programme includes a number of movies, and one of them is by Helen O'Reilly, and it is called First Disco. And Helen is here to have a chat with us and tell us a little about it and what inspired it, etc., and her background in the movie industry. Helen, welcome and thanks a million. Thank you. Thanks for having me. The movie industry, what's your background? How did you get into this and what brought you up to being a director? Okay. So I, um, years ago, had a recruitment business and um, around 2009, um, I sold that business and I did a bit of a world trip and I kind of said to myself, what do I want to do, you know, what do I want to do now? And one thing that I'd always wanted to do when I was a teenager was film, okay? I just loved film, I was obsessed with films. If I liked a film, I'd watch it 20 times, you know, that type of thing, quote every line. And um, I just decided, why don't I try that now? Or at least study it because it's a passion. So I went to New York, I got a student visa, and I went to New York and I studied film there, which was amazing. So I spent four years there at the School of Visual Arts had a ball, had a really brilliant time, um, and learned so much about film. It, and because I suppose New York is one of those places that there's, it's like a film set in itself because there's stuff being shot um, all over the place. Um, so I did that. And then at the end of the, I, I was on a student visa, so I was limited in what I could do work-wise. Now, thankfully, the college I I was within my visa I was allowed to work in the college so they did um, hire me as their casting to run their casting office for all the students and you know to audition actors and that type of thing so I enjoyed that but I was limited in what I could do within the industry so at the end of the uh, period of study I got my visa and I was like brilliant I can't wait to find a job so I was applying for jobs but I was kind of because I've worked, I'd worked for maybe 20 years in recruitment, I wasn't fitting the profile that maybe employers were looking for. So I, did, I wasn't a student and I didn't fit that profile, but yet I was just graduating and didn't have enough experience in film. So the kind of job front was a little quiet and it was August and a few people said to me, look, it's dead in New York in August. Everybody goes on holidays And I got a cheap flight and I said, look, I'll go home to Dublin, I'll take it easy and then I'll come back in, you know, the end of August. So I came home and I just happened to bump into Jim Sheridan, you know, Jim Sheridan, Mm -hmm. my left foot Mm -hmm. and and an amazing director. So he, I basically kind of pitched myself to him. I kind of said, look, uh, this is my background. I'm, I'm trying to get myself going in film and you know, have you any advice? So he basically said, look, I'm making the secret scripture. We had a chat. We chatted for about 20 minutes, half an hour. And he said, look, I'm making the secret scripture with Rooney Mara and Vanessa Redgrave, Eric Banner, all these amazing actors. And he says, I need a personal assistant. Now, he said, you're kind of overqualified for a personal assistant, but I really need someone who can do a lot of things like get involved in casting and, you know, and... 
lots of different things. So I was like, oh my God, I'd love it. So mm-hmm. I just took the job and he, he said, like, do you want the job? And I, I had three seconds to make up my mind and I took the job and stayed in Ireland. So that was like pretty much, I was due to go back to New York, but I didn't go back. I stayed in Ireland and I worked for him for about a year and I did go back to New York with him and his wife and his daughter because they were putting together elements of the film and we went to New York and LA so I did get to wrap up my life in New York I just didn't leave the apartment but I stayed working for him for a year and then after that I did some freelance work but I have to be honest the you know it was kind of very sporadic and I don't have a lot of experience but at the same time I kind of thought, well, I need to get a job. You know, I have a mortgage and I need to work. So I just got a job working. Um, I work for a law firm. They're really nice. I really like them. But I said to myself, if I get a regular job and I leave at like the normal hours, I can focus on what I really want to do. So what I, the reason I studied film and it was everything I wanted it to be and more was to just to tap into that creative side of myself when I was young and see if it really was something I wanted to pursue. So over the last few years, I've been working and I've been building up a body of work. I specialized in screenwriting. And one of the scripts I wrote was First Disco. And I decided to direct it because that was something I also loved in college that I discovered that I I think I can do this. So I just had a ball making the film. Um, so I did it while I was working full time. I worked every evening. I produced it. Um, I worked every weekend, casting, finding locations, um, working, you know, finding the crew. I had a great producer come on um, about two months before we were due to shoot. And, um, and, and that was it. So, yeah. So I just love doing it and I want to do it more. So th- this is what I'm hoping to do, you know, longer term. So what inspired First Disco? Like what's the, from a story perspective? Um, well, I think it's a story. It's, it's, it's about a 13-year-old girl, right? Okay, so it's anything I write is kind of inspired by my own experiences. So it's about a 13-year-old girl. It's set in 1983 in Dublin. And she... It has her first crush, right? Okay, she's going through this. First, she's going to her first disco, and the day or a couple of days before the, her first disco, she gets train tracks on her teeth, and she is just completely, just trapped by self consciousness. And she's been slagged off by her brother, and there's a girl at school on her case, you know. So she's kind of gripped by self consciousness, and I, I suppose, like I personally had train tracks, right? Um. But a lot of people, I think, younger people can relate to that. And older people, because mm-hmm. they've been through it. You know, it might have been acne or it could have been, you know, just lots of people have issues when they're younger. Their their bodies are changing. They're, they're going through so many changes and they are finding, they're trying to find their own voice and they're trying to find themselves. So this story is really, it's a comedy. So it's it's a it's it's a comedic look at this and how she kind of overcomes it, um, and she's got a gaggle of friends and there's some good kind of uh, supporting characters in there as well. So it's really good. It's really really good fun and there's a good soundtrack which I think will bring everyone back to the eighties. You know, right? So <laughs> I hope <laughs> na- naturally somewhere like Toronto and at the other film festivals is where 
you are able to present your work in the hope that it gets noticed and it allows yes. you the opportunity to grow your career. Yes. Um, so where would you hope to go to from here? Because one of the things I've heard is many directors, when they produce a short film, it's what they're hoping, it's their calling card that ultimately might lead to a full length. Yes. Well, I short, first disco, I... Okay, so I write, uh, I've, been, I've been writing feature films and I've been writing um, half-hour comedies, right? So I tend to kind of veer towards comedic dramedies or comedies. And um, First Disco, I definitely could imagine as a half-hour TV show, not necessarily a feature film, but more of a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have another, uh, other, other work that is, that is uh, in feature film uh, form. So... Yeah, I, this this I'm trying to. I suppose I loved the script and I I'm happy with how the film turned out. I loved making it. That was the most important thing. I just enjoyed it so much and I had so much fun with the actors. Um, and I I'm hoping that in, audiences will enjoy it and that people will say, oh yes, she can do this, and it might lead to an opportunity either to get my own work made. Or, or to be hired as a director, you know, if there's a show already in existence and they might feel that my kind of sensibilities matches up with their script. You, you know what I mean? Indeed, so yeah. I'm kind of open to, to, but I am hoping that people will look at it and go, God, she, 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 this is a good film, you know, and they laugh and enjoy it. In other words, Helen's got talent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something like that Austin something like that <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're listening to our uh, Irish Radio Candidate Home and Abroad and we're chatting with Helen O'Reilly and Helen has her short film First Disco uh, which is her directorial, uh, directorial debut and it will be screening at the Toronto Irish Film Festival in the Sh- Irish Shorts programme which is on Sunday March 3rd at 2pm and that's at the TIFF Light. Uh, Box Theatre in uh, Toronto and if you want to find out more about the Toronto Irish Film Festival the website is toirishfilmfest.com where you can find details of all the films and the ticketing etc about that and uh, Helen I want to thank you for taking the time it's been great having a chat and very informative Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it, and thanks to the organisers of the festival as well. To it's it's great to be included.